0: It's time for Series 3 of Shooting the Breeze. As we continue our focus on women's basketball, we'll be talking to more of the amazing players in the WNBL, the coaches that inspire them, those people behind the scenes that do so much for the sport, as well as so many more from across the Australian women's basketball landscape and beyond. It's the 42nd WNBL season, the longest-running women's professional league in the country, and this year... 2022, Sydney will stage the FIBA Women's World Cup, featuring the 12 best women's teams on the planet, playing right here on our turf. There's so much to come in this season, subscribe, like and review our podcast so we can get more Hoops content to you. We want to welcome on board the Island Pacific Soap Company as our first commercial partner. They make high-quality, all-natural, handcrafted bath soap. Check them out online, and a big shout-out to Paul for all the support.
1: Thank God it's inspired other people to, you know, start their own platforms and get more young people hooping because, you know, what we try to use basketball for is to promote social health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, and for some of us, spiritual health. So... When I say it's bigger than basketball, I really mean it from my own personal experience.
0: This week, it's our privilege to welcome for her first ever podcast, Josie Ta'oi, a homegrown Sydney Hooper of Fijian descent and founder of a grassroots program that's paying it forward called Promote the Goat or PTG. Inspired by her faith and strong personal convictions, Josie founded PTG to promote and leverage the game to showcase diversity and perhaps more importantly, by creating the teachable moments in her Hoops community program that sports so often provides, as Kobe Bryant preached, to help kids become better people. We're getting back to the grassroots of the game, and we're so grateful to Josie for entrusting us to share her story and the important work she does. Also, we have to give a shout out to Lorenzo for spreading the word. Enjoy the pod. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze, joining my co-host Jacinta Covind, and I is Josie Ta'oi from Promote the Goat. Josie is the founder and also wears many hats. She's a coach. She's a development trainer. She also encourages youth. There's so much that you do, Josie. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Josie, look, I want to start off by asking you. mm mm-hmm. What was it that got you to start Promote the Goat?
1: Okay. So that is um, something that I haven't shared since Promote the Goat started in 2019. But basically, in a nutshell, my brother, Tumburu Nai Valarua, is a super talented athlete. He was just started in basketball. And I noticed that, you know, he was dunking in high school games. You know, his best mate was throwing him alleys. He was super talented, but also very shy and introverted. And I could see that he had potential to, you know, become a professional athlete or get some exposure and become, you know, maybe play reps or do something. But on his social media, he was, he had nothing, he had nothing going. So I just one day said to him, hey, you know, like I can start an Instagram page for you, give you a bit of exposure, you know, put your highlights up. Um, And my brother said, nah, that's not for me. That's not my kind of thing. I'm not into social media. So I left it And I asked him again a little bit later and he thought about it for a little bit and he still said, no, I don't really want to do that. And then I left it once again and the third time I asked him, he said, all right. So that's pretty much where I started with my brother, just posting his highlights, which led for him having many opportunities. A lot of people reaching out wanted to coach him, asking him to join their team. Really positive exposure for him. And then I started going to his games and noticing a lot of his friends doing a lot of great things in basketball as well so I thought well if I can do this for my brother I can do this for other kids in the community other people so to be honest God put on my heart to start promote the goat down to the name of promote the goat and he said look if you're going to do this for your brother you're going to do this for everybody else you know whoever else that you see that you can help Yeah, so it pretty much started with my little brother and then leading on to wanting to help other people and helping basketball grow in general because of what the game has done for me. I, you know, got put on my heart to give back to the community and help the game grow and help these young people that are coming up in the next generation.
2: So it started as like helping your brother and his friends as, you know, self-promotion to get them really good opportunities through basketball. But now as I see it and how I was introduced to promote the goat and and yourself, Josie, is that it seems outside looking in, it's a community hub for kids out in, you know, are you in Western Sydney? Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Yeah. Out in Western Sydney, um, having access to hoops and pick up and a sense of community. So how did it go from helping your brother and his friends just with some self-promotion to the juggernaut that it is now?
1: Oh, it's it's incredible how it, it worked because it started with my brother, which then led to me coaching. So not only was I promoting him, I started to build Promote the Goat and a community and realized I could actually do a little bit more than just promote them on social media. I could actually coach some kids. I was actually volunteering to start with and that just led to... Actually, I'm still volunteering, so... <laughs> And it just led me to realizing that actually learning myself and this whole experience and journey has been me learning about myself and how I've learned about how basketball's helped me in terms of my confidence, social skills, my community, my friends, and then realizing that how positive basketball can be in a young person's life, so then wanting to share that with everyone else in the community and I having conversations with friends and you know just being so blessed in my life through basketball, traveling the world and not even achieving, you know, WNBL or like the highest level, but then also experiencing traveling the world, playing basketball, making friends that I've now been with for like two decades. Oh my gosh, please don't share that.
2: <laughs>
1: um, no, 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 I'm in the same boat. Don't worry. Delete it immediately. No, <laughs> But um, just trying to use my experiences to give back to the young people or just even sharing with adults, I love talking to adults. So I work at Throwback. So connecting with people that grew up in my generation and sharing with them how basketball is such a positive impact in their lives. Through basketball, I've experienced so many positive things in life. And now that I'm actually injured and I'm not playing, I've kind of been forced to share my passion and love through basketball, through PTG and also through these young people and my programs and the platform. And that's why I'm constantly just like, releasing all the energy and love that I have for basketball through the platform or through my programs, Um, and then teaching my kids to be leaders or just the community to be leaders and how to give back. So it's it's, for me, and I teach my brother and my my kids in my program that it's about being as successful as you can in what you can do and the, the gifts that God has given you, but then also remembering to remember your roots, how you started, and then giving that back to the people after you
0: i got to say I was really impressed when you were talking about how you used social media to promote your brother and also these other kids because one of the things that we've, Jacinta and I have spoken about many times on the podcast is how we like to see social media used in a positive way. And this is a really great story explaining how it can be used in a positive way, the great outcomes it can achieve Yes. Rather than just being that pit full of noise, which it can easily become. Definitely. How do you find trying to keep on top of all the that sort of background noise that, that's yeah. going to come out around you and keeping it positive?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, it comes back to my faith and my spiritual health and, you know, my walk with God in my life. And, you know, sometimes I actually pray before I share anything or post anything because I can't depend on my own understanding on what I've experienced in life. Cause sometimes there's messages that I need to go to in my faith or in my study in, in the Bible or, and it's crazy. That the most interesting thing is through my walk and through my faith, I've been able to share, use basketball to, I, without people even, I don't even know if they even notice or realize, but I'm sort of like spreading the word of positive messages without being directly, some people might say, it, Bible bashing. So I'm not specifically yep. directly saying you have to be this, you have to be that, but it's just using this space to uplift other people, encourage other people, spread good vibes. I think that, you know, everyone's phone lives in their hand and so there's so much negativity and rubbish on the internet and social media and the kids need to see some sort of positivity and some sort of light being a leader for young people and using that space to show them that you can use social media not just to glorify themselves but to uplift someone else or do something good to help someone and it's all through basketball and that's the most amazing thing because i always say on ptg it's more than a game whereas basketball can be looked as it's a sport but uh, what well, what i've experienced is a lot more than that and you can use it for so many other things That can be a positive impact to other people. That's the main thing.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. That's why I think now, you know, after playing experience and coaching experience, similar to what you were describing, Josie, especially now you get into adulthood and a lot of skills that you have in adulthood that are off court, you learn on court. So it's the transferable skills that you learn through basketball, um, like building relationships, communication skills, you know, time management skills. I mean, they're all boring, but they're all necessary. But you can use basketball to teach those things without, as you say, just kind of like directly saying, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. But also when you talk about your faith and using basketball as a vehicle to like provide or give give real life and meaningful examples of the positive teachings of the Bible through basketball, Mm -hmm. I feel like whether the athlete is religious or not, it's still going to be a valuable lesson learned to help them grow as a person that they can take with them off court as well.
1: Praise God. That's what um, you want to do is use, and I love the way you explained that. I think you pretty much nailed exactly what I didn't even realize when I started PTG that pretty much God was using me to do, but then so much more. Like the game, since I started in 2019, there wasn't even another social media page that was really promoting or highlighting players of all levels, of all backgrounds, of all cultures. And this is why I also started PTG. My brother was super talented, but every time I went on social media, I'd never seen anything about him. You know, he was getting like triple doubles in every game. There wasn't kids that looked like him. It was all Division I players and players that I didn't even personally, like not personally, but I just didn't know, or kids that I knew in the community could identify with. So immediately I was like, okay, we need to show that basketball Australia is very diverse, actually Australia in general. And I want my brother to see and young people that can identify with not just my brother, but friends in the community that I had, or my brother's friends and his teammates that were doing amazing things. I needed them to be examples for the next kids under them that they could see, oh, you know, there's kids that look like me that are playing at like basically young people that can look up to my brother and his friends, or even role models that they can identify with. And that there was nothing in the social media space that we could see, so that was a massive thing for me using Promote the Goat to promote cultural diversity and basketball in Australia. And then it led to it started within Australia, and now I've got people from. Africa, China, Philippines, like Japan, like just all over the world wanting to be on the platform and I'm all for it. I'm like, whoever wants to share anything about basketball, this is the platform. Like, I feel like Promote the Goat isn't even mine. I feel like it's the communities and that everyone can use it to help the game grow, highlight what they love about basketball it could be some guy that just wants to say I've had this jersey since I was like 18 and Sean Kemp signed it when I was in an NBA 90s store in, I don't know, wherever. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different stories and reasons why people love basketball, and I think that's what I want to really highlight and share, not just about people making cool dunks and making, you know, cool videos. It's more than that, if that makes sense. Yeah, Definitely. Ma- it makes a
0: lot of sense, you know. <laughs> I got to say, I'm really amazed that just as you were talking, then you know, you got people coming in from Africa, Japan, China, is all over the world. How do the kids in the program here, yeah, feel when they see that sort of engagement coming from all around the world?
1: Oh, it's they're definitely excited about basketball. So most of my kids have. Some of them are underprivileged and some of them have come from broken homes. So the challenge was to even get them excited enough to turn up to practice, but the platform and the trust that PTG has built within the community has made them excited about basketball, engaged, interested, motivated, and that's just from the hype, which is what we'd probably call on social media, of supporting and promoting the culture so now the kids instead of hanging out at the park and who knows what else they're up to you know they're like okay we'll come to practice because we've given them a safe space to go where they can hang out with their friends learn new skills have fun so I would say that's probably been the biggest highlight is actually seeing kids make the decision to want to be involved in basketball rather than do nothing and chill out there's so many other distractions playing xbox hanging out with the wrong people you know they're also in this age group that what is it 13 to 19 in my programs that they've got all these other things that they can do and other distractions so basketball is kind of like what it was for me which was my sort of like saving grace kept me off the streets kept me around the right people kept me healthy kept me motivated so I'm sorry if I've gone off rails from what your question
0: was. No, 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 no. Actually, what, what you're saying is really interesting and, and it feeds off of that. Yeah. And one of the things that, again, as you were talking, it was you say community and, you know, people traditionally think of community as being, you know, like a small group, but the way you're describing your community, mm. it seems to be a really broad Group of people, yeah, who don't come from a particular social background, they don't come from a particular ethnicity, they don't come from. It's a basketball community,
1: yeah. So, so
0: long exactly. as they like, long as they're, like, as as they're in a basketball, PTG is the place for them.
1: Exactly, yep. We're inclusive to everyone. We don't care about your age, background. We are inclusive to everyone. If you're a baller and you love the game, and even if you're not even a baller and you just love the game or you love the culture you're included like you you want to be a part of PTG everyone's welcome there's no it's only exclusive to a certain level of players and a certain group and I think that's just basketball isn't it basketball is is for everyone and so that's why we always try to you know let everyone know we don't care if you're level division one we've got NBL players WNBL players you know people that play streetball that have never played competition. Like we've got people from so many different areas in basketball and it really represents PTG. Everybody in the community understands and knows that we are for everyone and that is really important to me and, you know, my friends and family that have been supporting us since we started. So I think that they understand the culture, which is being inclusive, accepting everyone for who they are and what their choices are and being unified regardless of where you come from and what you do. And respecting everyone for their choices. So, and this is all about, and this, is, and it comes down the, the connection is basketball. And then, like I said, it's so much more bigger than just us organizing a basketball game or talking about basketball.
2: And you never know. Like, I, I feel like as well, especially when um, young people are getting involved in basketball in a basketball community like you're creating, like a pickup community, like a all inclusive anyone and everyone kind of basketball community. I like that it can teach kids from a young age of, like you said, how to respect other people from other people's backgrounds and give them the social skills and empathy and understanding of like when they meet so many different people that they would have never met otherwise unless it was for basketball. Like you'll meet people from all different walks of life, at different age and experience and life stories, and that can just build so many great qualities in in young people. Yeah, Um, They don't even realise that that's something that they're building within themselves. Like they're not going to go to school and learn it from a chalkboard because they think it's boring. But because basketball is the vehicle of tying all of those important things together that you probably can't even teach in a classroom really. Exactly. Um, Yeah, they don't realise that they're being provided way more than just, you know, an hour of training. But we won't tell them that because if they feel like that they're learning something really important (laughs) for life, then they might go, oh, this is boring.
1: So
2: let's not tell them that bit yet. But I have (laughs) to say the social runs when I
1: include everyone is probably the most fun because I have girls that like yourself, Jacinta, girls that like enjoy the game and want to play. And there might be only three or four of us and then like 20 or 25 guys, but there's got to be some females that are willing and brave enough. And it takes a lot for us women to be like, I'm going to hoop with the guys, but having females there helps the the guys get used to social interaction with women and just sort of like respecting women, female ballers, as ballers and not like there's females on the court. No, they're, they're actually just ballers, just wanting to have fun. So we've built a culture where when we have scrimmages, as you probably experienced yourself, Jacinta, we're just going out fun. We're playing basketball. But a lot of our boys are also learning about, you know, behaving themselves and social skills. Like I've got some of the kids that come from broken homes or a bit of a different situations. They, Some of them don't know how to behave or interact. But as the program's gone and it's now week, you know, 14 and 15, they're developing their skills and they're getting a little bit more better at knowing how to behave and act around, you know, in those environments. But it's been positive all around. And we've got,
2: to keep, we've got to keep turning up too. You said that you're sometimes three or four females with 25 guys. I'm usually the only female with oh, wow. um, 25, 30 guys. But if I don't keep turning up, then I'm not going to, you know, create a pathway for other females who actually want to come and play and feel like that they're scared or anxious or for whatever reason, understandably, yeah. don't, you don't don't want to come to pick up. But, yeah, we just got to keep turning up. And I'd love to come to one of your scrimmages too. Yeah. So perhaps before we wrap up, we'll have to do a good plug of where we can join and stuff like that. Well, what actually,
0: nice. that was something I was just about to ask, which is... There you go. So you're in Western Sydney. Whereabouts is the home base for PTG? Yep. And what sort of activities do you run and how regularly do you run them? And mm-hmm. you know, just so we can get an idea of what you're doing.
1: Yep. yep. Um, So basically, the main home court is Michael Clark Recreational Center in Carnes Hill. They've been really good to us in giving us their court access on three days a week. Um, So I'm able to do two morning programs,
2: which is like 5.15 in the morning.
1: Wow.
2: (laughs) See, I saw that today on Instagram and you said 5am and I was like, Girl, too early. I know,
1: and I'm from down. It takes me like 20 minutes to, or 25, 20 minutes to get out there, and it's five o'clock, so it's freezing. I'm getting up at four. I just, you know, the motivation for me is the kids, the mental health, how you feel mentally and emotionally after the workout. I'm not even playing competition. You know, I don't even like, you know, some people like, you're not even playing. Like, why are you doing it? And for me, it's just for the love of the game and the the community. And you can't let down your kids. Like if they're gonna to go to say I'll be at practice at five AM, who else is gonna do it? You have to turn up. So um and it works because then I just after that I go to work. But I love it. It's the best. So we're very grateful for Michael Clark Recreational Center. That's been our home court. But now as we're growing, we're having other areas in the community reach out and say, Hey, can you come out to Blacktown or, you know, Hurstville or so Eventually, we're going to have to relocate and expand or at least get more coaches so they can start programs elsewhere. We've been very blessed to have this home court because most of my kids live around that area.
0: So that's actually leading on to what was going to be my next question, which is about there's a need for programs like this. Yeah. How do you scale? Because you know, obviously there's a limit to how much you can do. No matter how much you want to do, there's a limit. Yeah. How do you scale now to be able to bring a program which has obviously got a lot of value, it's got a lot of value to the kids, it's got a lot of value to to bringing people together, so many benefits, Mm -hmm. and it's obviously gotten to the point now where it's got to grow. Yeah. How do you do that? And I'm asking it from the point of view of, you know, you hold down a job. Yeah, you're doing this. Yeah, If you could tell us what you need mm-hmm. to make this scale out, yeah. what is it?
1: Honestly, at this point, it's support in maybe sponsorship, funding. So I can actually build a team of coaches that have the same heart, that are like-minded in the goals that we have, that really want to help the community for the same reasons that we want to, that understand our vision. Um, So then once I have a team, there's only so long that we can have volunteers before people, you know, need to support themselves. Like I don't expect anyone to volunteer for me. I do it for myself because it's my passion and my baby and I love the community and what we do. But I do need to start building a team so we can be more involved in the community in different areas. But in doing that, I would need support with funding, sponsorship people are always willing to help but I just need to have that support in other areas so I can pay people to (laughs) for their time but there's definitely willing like people that are just as passionate about me as my same vision and like wanting to give back to the community and why which is fantastic because I definitely can't do it by myself (laughs) like yourself Jacinta
2: you understand where I'm coming from oh for sure for sure like you definitely need a lot of help and it would be awesome if you could do it as a full-time gig all the time and and just yeah. put, but you know capitalism and stuff we still got to make have a job and make money
1: yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly having people reach out like yourself Jacinta has been so encouraging for me and it you know adds fuel to my fire to want to continue going and and eventually God continues to lead me into pathways and directions that connect me to the right people so I just continue to follow his lead and so far it's just creating more and more opportunities to help ptg grow because it's going to be about how we can help the community in the end so i feel like if i just continue to keep working as hard as i can doors will open yeah. my first opportunity like i would have never thought i'd be this is my first podcast so <laughs> hey so I'm really like oh my gosh this is nerve-wracking from 2019 i've never wanted to share my story but Mary convinced me pretty well that it's, you know, it is, it's good for you to get the experience. It's good for the community to sort of know why you started and who you are and what your story is. So I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, and, it's,
0: um, it's a big opportunity for us. It's such a great program that you're oh, putting together. And basketball is really interesting because it's got the ability to be able to bridge groups that ordinarily would never Yep. Mix. Exactly. Right. You've got the ability, as you're doing now, you're bringing together kids from all sorts of different situations. Yeah. And you've now built a program that's developing these kids and also bringing positive messages in, into the community. And it's getting to a point where it deserves to be able to reach out to, you know, those people that have the sort of money that they do donate to organizations like this. So, Like For me, I'm looking at this going, this is such a great opportunity to be able to tell your story, from from our point of view, to be be able to tell your story and put it out there to people and say, listen, this is something great that you should be supporting.
2: And it's
1: female-led. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I appreciate that so much because since 2019, the growth in the community, the coaches that have now started to – You know, they look at me and they say, one, she's female. Two, she's a woman of colour. Three, she hasn't even done anything in basketball except play reps for a couple of local clubs. Like, well, I did play reps for Banks Bruins and Parramatta Wildcats. We don't need to put that on record, but I'm just telling you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too late. It's there.
1: (laughs) Once people found out what I was doing and the fact that I'm who I am, I think that it's inspired a lot of other people, like friends that I know, to start their own programs to start coaching and de- developing their kids, there's been so much growth in the community since 2019. So many new platforms and social media pages. The culture has, you know, it's it's like when we had that slump after the early 2000s, when after Kobe and Shaq era, and then it kind of went down. And it was a little, little bit like we lost the Darling Harbour court, we lost the NBA store, we didn't have the NBA featured on Sunday mornings anymore, and yeah. Basketball in Australia. We just and then we had the pandemic. So 2019 was like the time that I think God used me to help bring that fire back into the community and that love. And it thank God it's inspired other people to, you know, start their own platforms and get more young people hooping because you know what we try to use basketball for is to promote social health, mental health, physical health, emotional health, and for some of us, spiritual health. So When I say it's bigger than basketball, I really mean it from my own personal experience. And my brother was just the vessel to start PTG, but he also was the experience that I needed to understand that I can actually do PTG and use social media to help give young people or just people in the community exposure to help them reach their goals. And then, yeah, this is where we're at now. So... (laughs)
2: And it's through social media too. Like one of the positives of social media that you were talking about before, Paul, the positives is that that's how I found PTG and and you, Josie, through socials. Yeah. Um, And now it's interesting, like in the last year I've only started a Twitter account and an Instagram account purely for the podcast and for women's basketball. And it's been surprisingly really positive where we've been able to create a really like wholesome community of like-minded basketball, you know, alternative media, people, journalists, people like yourself um, who are just out there, like you said, with the sole purpose of serving Mm -hmm. the community through the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. But even when you said before you had friends, you know, saying how much you've impacted them, in response to what you said before, like finding you on socials for me has made an impact on me as well, just seeing that there's still women of colour doing positive things for their community through basketball, and it definitely eggs me on to try and ensure that I'm being a good role model or uh, being a a good representative when I go back to my home club, when I've got my 18s. Um, I've been raked into doing a country development (laughs) program development day for BNSW. But it's, you know, going back to people like you and and people that we find online who have like minds, it it makes it all worthwhile.
1: That's wonderful. That's amazing feedback. And I'm so glad that PTG has been that for you. And I'll just note that when I started in 2019, it was only in the last three months that I started to put myself actually in photos or on videos because we had our programs going or Whenever we started our programs, I started to put myself on PTG, but people don't actually know that I'm the founder and I'm the person behind it. You guys are the first ones that I've actually will be the ones that um, will share this on social media or platform because I was actually terrified that I would lose respect in the community because I'm a female and I'm a woman of colour. And every time for two years that people sent me videos, they thought I was a male <laughs> they'd send through their videos and they'd be like hey bro hey man because I'd post and I'd say something basketball related or I don't even know if it's the way that I was posted but everyone assumed that I was a male so I just let them I just let them I don't even say hey by the way I'm a female because unfortunately there's a stereotype that we don't actually know a lot about basketball so I just was scared to speak up and say that but after speaking to you guys and Mary and Close friends and family. I I feel like the time is is now, and trying to use my experience of where I'm at with PTG to hopefully get some female help grow female participation in basketball and inspire some young Fijian girls or just women or just young people to speak up if they're doing something in the community where they're trying to help others.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. And the thing for me is. You're breaking the mold in a lot of ways. Wow. Right? You are. Because, like you said, people just automatically assume it's a guy who's driving all of this. And it's not necessarily the case. I think it's great that you're putting yourself out there. You're changing the narrative now. You're, you're making it your narrative. Wow. And that's really important. People will be looking at PTG. They'll be going, okay... Josie's the one who was the founder, Josie's the one who's driving this, Josie's the one who's directing the activities that are being done and getting the kids involved. And it's important that people know that because that's kind of your first step towards getting that level of acceptance, which will help you grow it even further.
1: Okay. I I appreciate that because I didn't really, it's good to have different perspectives on why you should tell your story. I have had a lot of Close friends say you need to put it out there and you need to own it and be proud about it. But also through my faith and through my walk, you know, I always try to direct all the glory and the praise to Him because He's the reason why I started. But I don't really want to own it. I'm. I feel like I'm just a vessel to create the platform. But for also for a sense of people to have connection to understanding why that's the main reason why I want to share my story so that people understand why does PTG exist? What are they trying to do? Why should we help them? Why is it important for the basketball community to grow? Or what is their vision so that if they understand that, then it might help what we're trying to do. That's the main reason why I decided, okay, maybe we should explain this. So once again, thank you for giving me this space and this time to share a little bit about why it started and what we're trying to do.
2: I think all of your athletes will be proud that you've come on the podcast too, and to yeah give yourself a little bit of praise oh. for a change.
1: <laughs> anyone, guys? I haven't told anyone. Oh. <laughs> I haven't <even laughs> my mom, I just told the one person that I. The day that I actually called my friend and I said to her, "You know what? This is so random." I said, "You, there's nothing on social media where it's highlighting ballers of all levels." of all different backgrounds. I feel like I'm only seeing the same thing, which is like either really super high level players and none of them that Buru or myself or any of us can identify with. And she's like, oh yeah, that's true. And I go, we should start something. Why don't we start our own platform? And that's how it started. So that friend, I was feeling a little bit nervous about this podcast guys. <laughs> and I just quickly gave her a call and I said, oh, I'm gonna, this is it. I'm going to have share my story and stuff. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. Go for it. Do it. You got this. But um, this is where we're at now. So I didn't tell any of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, but I'm very proud of all of the kids in the community. Yeah, And you know something?
0: A lot of them would want to hear this story as well. They're going to be able to hear it in one place, yeah. kind of like as, as a conversation. And mm-hmm. it's going to have a lot more impact, not only to them, But then if somebody says to ask them, you know, what's PTG all about, Mm. they can say, well, if you want to hear what it's all about here, you can actually hear the founder talking about it, Yeah, Have a listen to this. I think it's going to help you get your story and get your message out further as well. And I think that that's really important. And it's also why I wanted to ask about, I mean, you've given us an idea of the activities, but how many people do you have involved across the program at the moment?
1: Oh gosh, that's a good question. So our programs can go from morning sessions can be two or three people to a program being having 30 people. It just varies depending on what we've got going on. Our scrimmages and our runs can go from 25 to 30 people to if it's, you know, to a program where I'd have three people and I'd still run the program. You know what I mean? So it just varies. It's not specific, but it's growing. And I haven't even really invested 100% energy into the whole community as much as I'd like to because the programs I would like to have every single day and I'd also like to have them in schools because I think that's the most important place that we need these programs. Using basketball to give these kids confidence, positive life skills, helping them so that they're prepared for when they leave school and they go into the real world, it's not a rude shock and they're not they're able to accept failure and still being able to apply things you're learning basketball, like becoming more resilient and being able to get up and finish your sprint or, you know, take that last shot and have the confidence to do it. And just basic life skills that I think are important that you might not get at school, that maybe even sort of like street smart skills that I've learnt through growing up. Um, And just to touch on that, the reason why I'm so passionate about helping started with my brother was because when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of support, a lot of guidance or understanding of where I could take basketball when I was, uh, it was like in the nineties. One, I was Fijian, so my mom did not want me to play basketball. She wanted me to be in the kitchen cooking, like very, very stereotypical Islander life. I didn't even know about being able to go to high school or college as a young girl. And I was pretty talented and athletic and had a very natural you know understanding to the game or you could give me some like I was kind of like how my brother is but a female version except I couldn't dunk <laughs> <laughs> and I just missed out on so many opportunities because once I grew and I experienced so much in life I looked back and I thought if only I had someone that said I believe in you if only I had someone that understood the pathways that could take me to my dream, my college scholarship or whatever it was, or at least going to America to play in high school. What if I had had that support? Would I have experienced a different life? And so then when my brother came up and he was a basketball player and he was super talented, I would not let him miss out on any opportunities. It was like I was so determined to make sure that he was going to be successful in basketball because I didn't have that. So I was trying to be someone that I needed when I was growing up And even if it was just telling him that I believe in you and you can do anything you achieve if you put your mind to it, and he decided to be an artist or a nurse or a garbage man, then at least I knew that I had given him that self-belief and that support as a person that I didn't have. So it all stems back from my experience of when I grew up and what I missed out on and trying to use that negative experience into a positive experience and then sharing that with the community.
2: And how were you introduced to basketball for the first time? Because you mentioned before you played for Bankstown Bruins and Parramatta Wildcats. Yeah. Um, how did you first come across it?
1: Well, a friend of mine was in a social comp, and I had played netball at school, and that was about it. And then I tried out. I played a little bit. I wasn't even that too excited about it. But then I continued to kept asking me to fill in, and then we had a school team. And then once I played with my school team and that I ended up joining the social Friday night team, I just fell in love with the game. But it was late. I was like 16 or 15. So, you know, you've got kids playing under 12s, under eights or whatever. Now they're like six years old and they can do between the legs crossovers and stuff. And I'm like, I didn't learn that till I was 18. <laughs> So, yeah, this generation, they're very lucky. Their parents will put them into programs as soon as they start walking, which is fantastic.
2: And, look, Through the Legs is overrated. Just get yourself <laughs> a really good crossover and stick to that. That's what right. I <laughs> I agree, I agree, but I just
1: can't believe what some of these under-10s can do they're like with their shooting and
2: the skills. But, you know, and Jacinta, how old did you start? How I started old- when I was eight. I started... Dancing first and hated it and switched to basketball. Went with my big sisters dancing first and then I went with my big brother's basketball second and I stuck to that. So I was eight when I started. That's awesome. But I only started reps when I was eleven, like top age twelves. So yeah. I didn't, didn't get involved in rep programs too early, which I think can sometimes be a bit of a detriment if you get kids in reps a bit too early. Yeah. But yeah, no, I started when I was eight. I was lucky I had the stadium across the road from my house. Yeah, that is
1: that's <laughs> awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with your programs, what do you focus on? Are you focusing on skills, shooting, or is it different every time you turn up? So with our programs, at first it
1: was skill development mm. and then it was team development. And then it became, it was mainly what I realized was I'm more passionate about the life skills side of the program. Um, once I had another coach volunteer who's got a college scholarship background. So he comes in and he does the basketball development side, loves it, super excited, very passionate. Any drills, he can just think of drills. Of, like We have a plan as in yeah. what we work on. But now I can take a step back from the basketball side and then I can coat like teachable moments through the session. So, I'm the head coach, but then I just back him up and find those moments where I can talk about not giving up, communication, helping out your teammates, all the like, like just different life skills. But I've just learned over time how to do it. There's always moments where you can teach these kids something positive. It's just about understanding when to find it. And now I'm trying to teach my coach that's helping out how to find those moments um, but he definitely cares about it, and that's the exciting thing. He really does care about the life skills part. He just hasn't had enough life experiences to understand or know when to identify or pick this is a teachable moment.
2: It sounds like a good relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's good balance. It's really good, good for our balance, parents. yeah. The kids love it. Well, they definitely love the basketball side, but sometimes <laughs> when I start talking about the life skills that, that I have, some kids really are engaged and then I've got a few that are just like, oh, here she goes again.
2: (laughs) It will catch up with them eventually, even if it's introduced to them now and they're not ready to take it on when they're, you know, three, four years down the track, they'll come back to it and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Josie actually taught me that once upon a time.
1: That's right. The craziest thing is my brother doing a podcast two weeks ago and saying what, uh, I think you've seen it on on PTG. Did you see
2: it, Jacinta? Yeah. Um, I think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So him was sharing a little bit about me helping him with his platform, but also my kids that I coached two years ago, coming back to me and doing full circle, the hardest sessions, I think I got them to do a suicide like 10 times in a row or eight times in a row. And a couple of my kids have done full circles and come back and said, that was probably the best lesson that they ever had or the best session. And they tell my kids, coach Josie was one of my first coaches. So Sometimes the kids, they don't realise what you're trying to teach them straight away, but they will eventually always remember what you taught them. And whether it's five years or ten years or two months,
2: they will remember. Because I still remember my
1: coach that taught me valuable things.
2: Definitely. I mean, eight to ten suicides in a row, that's, that's tough. That is tough. <laughs> they were throwing up. They were passing out. There was only like two left on the line. <laughs>
1: it's
2: a sign that they were giving it their all if they're thrown up.
1: Yeah, someone taught them that they're actually more resilient than they thought and they can push themselves to another level and that was the best like – the fact that he said that was probably one of the best sessions and best experiences. On that day, they would have not said the same thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, in reflection. <laughs> yeah.
0: Going right back to the start, you are talking about your brother and he's got a scholarship. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that because that's obviously – an example of what you're trying to achieve with PTG, yes. which is giving people opportunities from basketball, that would be a great story. To, you yeah. know, there's, a, there's actually a real example and, and, and this is what what can be delivered with a program like this.
1: So with the highlighting my brother's game and the things that I thought coaches would look for, it taught me how to promote him as a player but not just promote him as an athlete that can just dunk and do crazy, you know, things that athletes can do on the court. Yeah, but basically through my brother I learned how to use my experiences and identifying things in basketball and then use it on social media that some of – I've been told by other people that, you know, you post stuff that I don't even think about or it's got a good vibe or good energy to it and everything that I post I, I literally – it's so natural that all I think about is how can I highlight something that's important but also have something that's positive for this person or someone that might need a message at this time.
0: So how did he get from that
1: yeah.
0: to the scholarship?
1: So basically that's a good question. So on his social media page, I just captured all the different angles of his game defensively, offensively, what he did off the ball how he behaved after he did a dunk. So I always taught him when he was younger to be humble and just, you know, do your job and then get back on defense. So things that I thought coaches would want to see, I put on his platform. And in the end, through a lot of networking and development of him, I will very blessed that Like my brother's a pretty good kid in general, but his coach that picked him up when he was 15 was in the U S he went back to coach in the U S and He ended up speaking to a coach at the college that he's at now and said, this is a kid that you need to look at. This is his social media page. They looked at it. They had a look at the videos that I posted and they said, we want to have a Zoom call with his family. And within three Zoom calls, they offered him a scholarship.
2: Wow,
1: that's awesome. But I had built that platform for two years before that opportunity came. So it's not like something that happened instantly. It was mm. gradually building his, you know, giving him exposure. People started to know, oh, there's this, you know, 17 or at the time he was 15-year-old athletic Fijian kid. And then people understood, oh, they're also, I've made a, a thing that I, every time I posted, I'd say he's Fijian. So, because I wanted to spread light that he's an Islander. mm. Um, so basically, I kind of use my brother to promote cultural diversity too mm. and okay. start using him as a way to say it's important in Basketball Australia that we do that as well.
0: Which school is he at?
1: When he was growing up, and I started his page, he was at Endeavour Sports High, but now he's at uh, Garden City Community College in okay. Kansas. So it's yep. a really well-known and popular school in the US apparently. Cool. That's great. That's
2: awesome. And I love that you uh, made a point to say that in his highlight reels you uh, showed, you know, how he, like his attitude on the court, how he responds to making a dunk, how he responds to, you know, beating someone because that's that's real package deal stuff if you can get a kid that has a well-adjusted, grounded attitude with the talent. Mm-hmm. Ah, amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I to, um, before I even thought about, doing the platform for Boodle or creating that social media page. I always taught him as a kid because he was very good at footy and he was actually – he could have been a professional football athlete if he wanted to, but even as – I think he would have been about seven or eight, I always always telling him no matter what happens, just always stay humble and get back on defence, you know. You don't need to make a big deal about it. Even though it's not in his nature, even if I'd never told him that, I know he'd not be the type of person to – run up to the camera and beat his chest kind of thing, which is, mm-hmm. what, which is what happens a lot now, which is very strange.
2: <laughs> yeah, lots of the big flexes, you know, the Mitch Creek Duncan on Matt Della big flex. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, understandably the NBL uses that as a selling point to get more fans in and more engagement. But us as true ballers, we're just like, get on with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but on top of that, I think what you were teaching him is probably yep. one of those things that is really important for coaches. It's like, I got a kid, he's already halfway to being a real team player because he does what he needs to do, he's humble about what he's done, and then he's getting back to help the team. I think a lot of coaches are looking for that kind of character in kids because so many of them now, are, like you said, they're trying to emulate the NBA and the NBL highlight reels. Yes. Right? That's not what coaches are looking for. Coaches are looking for a bunch of great players who can mesh together, which means you got to be able to support one another. There's a humility that has to go with that. Yes. You can sort of say, yeah, I can do really great stuff, but I'm doing really great stuff for my team Mm -hmm. rather than (laughs) I'm doing really great stuff full stop.
1: That's
2: yes, okay. Sorry. No, you can, you
1: can go. No, go. I was
2: just going to make a silly throwaway comment about the kids who learn about basketball through playing NBA 2K uh-huh. and can get Steph Curry on a game to do a step back three and then they're like, I'm going to go start playing and expect themselves to do a step back three straight away. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> it not work like
1: that. And, you know, social media is changing the game. You know, the kids see these highlight reels and they think that that's real basketball and they go out there and they do a few dribble moves and then do a step back behind the three and it's like you haven't even learned how to shoot the ball in front of the rim why are you doing it <laughs> like, but you know at the same time i was well as long as they're picking up a basketball and going to play it's still good you know but the growth in i'm not sure if if you guys agree but since 2019 or even well from from what I've noticed since I think social media can be used in such a positive way to help impact in anything in life in different areas but it's just how do you use it what are you using it for what are your intentions and yeah like I've experienced seeing the positive in it and then I've also seen a lot of negative in it which i completely have no bar of it. Anything that gives me bad energy, bad space, any negative vibes, I'm just like completely removing myself from it. But yeah, we just try to use PTG for positive and encouraging messages. And just on another note, the suicide rate for young people is, is heartbreaking. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media and the pressure that they experience now. When we were growing up, we never had phones, we never had social media. This is not real life, you know, what's on social media. So I think that there needs to be more platforms where they are spreading love and good vibes and giving these kids positive messages that can help them in life and um, not feel so alone and not feel so scared and so depressed. That was another thing that triggered me about using PTG for good.
2: Yeah, and um, celebrating each other's successes and achievements rather than using it as a way of just comparing ourselves to everyone else and bringing us down even further Absolutely. I love that. You can, you can use it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have actually. You got that from me, our... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's
1: fantastic.
0: I think what you're doing is, is really important and you've got all those other things as well, the social media, the, the positive messages on social media. More examples we see of that in social media, yeah, particularly around basketball, hopefully mm-hmm. that message will get out To others, and particularly if you've got young kids in your program who are seeing that, Mm -hmm. they'll pick up on that and hopefully they'll start pushing that message out in their own way. You know, maybe we'll reduce the amount of crappy social media messages that are out there.
1: Well, I've definitely seen through my program a lot of positive things in young people that were leading into the wrong path. So I can definitely say that through the programs that we've had and through using social media for positivity, that they are starting to develop good characteristics, leadership skills, making better decisions. Just like turning up to practice for me is, I could be praying about it 10 weeks before and see one kid at practice just for them to make that decision. And I talk to them about how important decision-making is, not just on the court, but off the court. But those little things are wins for me. And that's why it's like, yep, this is worth going to the court at 5 a.m. in the morning. When you just see those little behaviour changes or just decision-making for some of these young people, it could be life-changing for some people. I think in basketball you can use it to change people's lives because it definitely changed mine. So, And probably you guys have experienced some sort of blessing through basketball.
2: Yeah, nearly everything I can probably trace back to basketball. Even I had a job interview a few weeks ago and, you know, the first one was like, what, what are your, you know, strengths and skills that you'll bring to this role? And I think I said leadership skills. And I, I referred back to when I played basketball, this is what I learned and this is what I was. And I have transferred it into my work life in this way. Yeah, it, it all comes back to that. Everything.
0: It's awesome. It? Okay. Now, I told you that we don't ambush people. <laughs> but... It's a safe ambush. It's a safe ambush. Okay. It's a completely unprompted question. Yeah. If you could pick any superhero. Okay. Who's the superhero that you would be?
1: Me? Yeah.
0: Yeah, which superhero would you be?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's a great question because um, I'm thinking of, the first person that came to mind was—I don't know why—Wonder Woman. I don't know who that was the best. go with your instinct. Go
0: with your instinct. That's that it. Was yeah.
1: The first person, and I'm not sure if it's because I was Wonder Woman at my thirtieth, but <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's who I'd probably go with. But I was also thinking of Storm from X-Men. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they're the two two that i thought of first who would yours be paul
0: no 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 that, that's not the whole point of the question is it's not about what i'd pick it's what would you pick
2: oh okay. right so that's he's but, deflecting, he's deflecting his own question <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey listen from my point of view i reckon wonder woman is absolutely on the money
1: <laughs> really
0: yeah just look at what you've achieved
1: oh no i've got so far to go i Thank you. I appreciate that, Paul. But I feel like we've only scratched the surface of what we need to do and what we want to do and what we could do. I just need to build a strong team of, you know, people and have some support, you know, someone that's willing to sort of like help us with sponsorship. Because the kids that I have are, are amazing, but there's so many more other kids out there that we could help. So I just need more people on my team to be able to help us create more programs so that we can help more people.
0: Okay, well, I'll say this, I'm going to be telling this story to anybody that (laughs) I think is going to falls in that bracket, and definitely going to point them to the podcast so they can hear the whole story from you directly, Um, because I think it's a great initiative, and it's a really important initiative, it's delivering benefits to the community, to kids, to everybody who's involved with it, stuff like this is really important, because quite often people focus like you said you know on the elite sports the WNBL the NBL the NBA you know there's so much going on at the grassroots yes that doesn't get enough airtime so that people really see and understand what's going on hopefully we can help you get your story out
1: thank you guys i really appreciate that and i say to my kids at the end of every program you know we just want to give all the thanks and praise and glory to god for PTG and I'm just so grateful for what we're able to do in the community. And, you know, we don't always get it right, but we definitely try our best.
0: That's the most important thing. We've got to be out there trying. Josie, really thank you so much for your time. It's It's been so much fun. It's thank been you. great hearing your story. Thank you. Um, I really want to keep up to date with what's happening with PTG because I think it's a really, really important program.
1: I would love that. I definitely want to stay connected with you both. Um, and continue to share our journeys and what we're doing in the community, work together to share our stories and hopefully do more in the community together because PTG can also hopefully help your platform grow so you can have more people share their stories which will inspire some other people.
0: Thanks for that, Jesse. We really do appreciate that. And I know that our producer, Mary, is yeah. also really interested in your program and where you're at and where you want to get to, because we were talking about it earlier today and she was like, it's such a great program. You know, oh. it's got so much going for it. Basketball needs more programs like this to get people engaged. You know, not everybody's going to make it to the big leagues.
1: Exactly. Right? That's the
0: honest truth. Yeah. But there's so much they can learn from the sport. There's so much they can learn from the people that they meet in the sport. Mm-hmm. So many friends that they'll make. Yes. It's just so important.
1: Yes, I absolutely agree and um it really means a lot to me when you said that Mary spoke to you about PTG and you know shared a little bit about my story and you know just anyone that believes and supports PTG it's everything to my to me because I'm a one man team at the moment so it just helps encourage me any positive feedback I really appreciate And, you know, I'm so grateful once again for the opportunity. And if we can be in more places and have more coaches and more people that are willing to help PTG, then we'll definitely do as many programs as we can and get out there and help as many. And it's not just young people. It's whoever wants to be involved. Like we're pretty much open to talking to anyone in the community that sees what we're trying to do, that wants to say, hey, I've got this idea. Can we do this or we're open like i said ptg is a platform for the community i'm the founder but i'm not the one that like anything that will help basketball grow for the next generation we're open to
2: and shout out to your co-worker lorenzo for giving us a
1: yeah, yeah shout out to lorenzo you're a real one
2: yeah. <laughs> every day for the last week have you done the podcast <laughs> uh, you know he will be listening he is a Big supporter of us oh, yeah, and our, the podcast, so thank you. I love working with Lorenzo. He's
1: he's just been so encouraging and positive to me in everything that I've done, and I've only known him for like six months. So I'm really grateful. We should have a scrimmage with him.
2: Oh, absolutely, please. I would love to come and have a scrimmage, and I definitely need to visit you both in the throwback store. Yeah, to save some dollary dues, but absolutely down for a scrimmage. And if you ever find yourself up the Central Coast, we have our Sunday scrimmage you're always welcome to as well.
1: I need to go to the Central Coast anyway. I need a break. Yes, please. (laughs) And, Paul, your voice is the most soothing voice I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. I'm literally trying not to. I'm trying to stay focused and engaged but not fall asleep at the same time. (laughs) You could could do a podcast where you just talk and then I'd be like.
2: (laughs) Has anyone told you that? Yeah, we've had a request from another loyal listener, same, the same thing, that Paul's voice is so comforting and that they would like Paul to do a series of like story <laughs> times like on the car mat, to put them to sleep.
1: Well, yes, or you could be like Richard Mercer and do love song dedications or something. <laughs> that would be so good.
2: Bring back love song dedications, Paul. Yeah,
0: see, I, I'm not sure I could do that
2: one. Oh, it would be so good. Love and we can call it love and basketball. No? <laughs> trademarking, trademarking. No one sure feel that please. That's Josie's idea.
0: Absolutely. Yes, thank
2: you. We've got it on,
1: on recorded. So. We got, we got it. <laughs> thank you for making me feel super comfortable. I really appreciate it. Well, I was freaking out before this, but now I feel like happy and you know, Look, I think it went well.
0: This is what we try to achieve. It's a conversation. We're all interested in hoops. We want to learn. Yeah. You know, So that's what we're about. Josie, it's been great having you on the show. We really appreciate it. We definitely want to check in with you and see how PTG is going and growing in the future. Thanks so much for your time.
1: I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, taking the time to talk to me and uh, sharing a bit about Promote the Goat.
0: Great. Thanks, Josie.
1: Thank you. Thank you, guys.
0: Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.